Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Capitalist Investor. As always, you got me, Diamond Hands D, Tony. You, you better have a nickname for me, man. You can't call Tony you. the Tiger. Yeah, I mean, like you're coming at me like Cool Hands I'm, Luke. What's I'm, up, boys? I'm just so like you don't come with the energy, man. You got you you got yourself a nickname, and me and Luke well, are over here. Like, Diamond liver. Hands D. Man, to- Tony, did you have off. a bad day yesterday? I or I, I woke up. I'm just exhausted. Man. I don't know <laughs> that. Yeah, I'm having a. A you need a week. vacation, man. I do. You just never you really thought about You're that. always here, and you're like here 14 <laughs> hours a day, eight days a week. You got to unplug every once in a while. You have a vacation scheduled? No. <laughs> it's, called <laughs> it's called Easter. <laughs> All right. Well, today. well, I'm going on my first one in like two years. So, I mean, I, I'm going on a little cruise. I'm excited for that. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, in June. Like nice. Erie? <laughs> like here, like putting Bay is always a good time. Good time too. But now I'm going to uh, J- uh, Jamaica, Bahama. No, no, no. Yeah, it's All right, down there. nice, dude. Yeah. Nice. All Why right. am I singing every time now on the podcast? I come in like singing a new song. Like last week I did it. This week I did it. The you were on fire last week. <laughs> I was on fire. C- coming with the Beach Boys. I'm bringing my guitar next time, man. Well, what do we got today, D? All right, today. Um, We'll talk about our favorite songs we used to cover when we play guitars. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got Target earnings. Uh, they came out uh, a lot like a lot of the other retailers, so we'll talk about that, uh, as well as consumer confidence numbers came out, so we'll dive in there. Uh, we'll talk about stock buybacks. You know, Are they good? Are they bad? What does uh, Warren Buffett think of them? Uh, they've been in the news lately. And we'll wrap it up with a, a fun canceled segment. It seems that uh, that Mayor Pete might be losing his uh, his uh, excessive G five airplane use on uh, private jets. So, or <laughs> we'll, is it excessive? I don't know. We'll we don't find know. Out. <laughs> I got the math on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tony's making sure I didn't steal his content right there. That's yep. what he's trying to do. <laughs> he's, I got your that. content anyway. Well, I'll steal your content. I mean. That's right. That's in my content. I mean, <laughs> target, 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 target. So, you know, target came out like a lot of like uh, kind of Walmart before them. Um, you know, they had they beat the, their top line numbers for the quarter. Um, but, you know, basically didn't have a doom and gloom on guidance, but they they lowered their guidance and basically said, like everyone else, hey, you know, we, we see a, a slowdown coming. Um, and you know, I think, I think we're seeing, uh, kind of deja vu all over again of companies wanting to kind of get ahead all at once and, and lower that guidance so they can beat it <laughs> kind of like we <laughs> saw, uh, happen back in, you know, 20, uh, midway through 2020 after, after COVID, uh, oh. consumer confidence numbers also dropped, uh, just a little bit, but in notable in that for me was um between like the twenty thousand and thirty five thousand dollar annual salary segment that their consumer drop confidence dropped the most in that segment. So, you know guys what, kinda, that, what does that mean? What t- explain I don't understand what you um so the consumer confidence they they break it down into different income levels. Okay. In that that lower income bracket of you know twenty to thirty five thousand they are the least confident of any of the groups. Yeah, they're getting crushed right now. Yeah. Um, you know, when you start taking a look at consumer confidence, uh, you know, our, our, our economy is such a big cycle to, to flush out changes. And, and when you're 
you know, wage growth is four and inflation is six and a half. You can't buy anything except the bare essentials. And, and, you know, when, when target came out, one of the things I noticed on their, their report was they plan to spend like four or $5 billion on refreshing the store. Yeah. And like to like, now these, now they're going to start saying like, everyone isn't flush with cash. Now we have to spend money to, catch the eye of the consumer so mm-hmm. that they come over and spend money in our store. Yeah. That is where we're at now uh, because it's not everyone is flush with cash and they're just going to go spend it. And and to be honest, I'd, I'd rather listen to Walmart than Target because Target, you know, is a, I, you know, based on what they say and things like that is a more um, luxury kind mm-hmm. of store cons- compared to Walmart, right? And, and the consumer's a little bit, you know, higher than at you know target than in than uh, Walmart and they call it that spend down effect. So I'd, I'd rather listen to what Walmart has to say, but it was like Derek said, kind of similar to. Yeah, Target was very similar to Walmart. You know, kind of went hand in hand. Which you know, does that mean the consumer they're expecting the consumer to stay stronger than a lot of people think because people are still going to shop at Target instead of Walmart? What, what's interesting to me is that a lot of the sectors. Like you know the staples or the the grocery stores, whatever that be. Those those kind of companies have guided down a lot and lowered the bar for expectations for the futures. And you saw that's why Walmart sold off a little bit. It's why Target sold off a little bit. They lowered a lot of the guidance. But you look at something like the airlines, which is a very discretionary sector. You know people don't have money; they're not traveling. A lot of these airlines actually kept guidance very high. So it's very interesting to me the sectors and the companies within the sectors that you think would probably do the best per se in a recessionary environment have lowered guidance and the ones that should do the worst have kept guidance higher which is kind of concerning when you know if as we go forward the next year if we do enter a deeper recession a lot of those higher growth stocks those discretionary stocks i think are going to continue to get hit pretty hard as the consumer's weaker than a lot of people realize i wonder now you know you bring up a good point on the airlines and i'm thinking i'm trying to compare that to you know the the you know, the box stores, like we just talked about Target and Walmart, um, are people not going to, and it makes my head go, I'm like, all right, people are probably not going to sacrifice their vacation. So that's why maybe the airlines are still keeping guidance up. Uh, but now I'm starting to think, I'm like, is the revitalization of the staycations going to be here where I'm more going to, I'm going to go to Six Flags or, and rent a hotel or motel, you know, near Sandusky here in Ohio and go to, you know, Cedar Point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to do that, but <laughs> I may. But. Don't want to go on top thrill Drexter. That's not here anymore, man. They got rid of it. Yeah, I know. No, I mean, actually, I did do that this last summer. And it, oh, really? It was nice. They, they, they took one of the old resorts over here in Sandusky and revitalized it. It was pretty nice, and we had a good time. Are yeah. you talking about Sawmill Creek? Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. out there too. I went up there. For yeah, a they did of days. a good job with the renovation out there. But that's what they're going to have to do to because I think like maybe maybe 2023 or the end of 2023 because of the inflation crunch, people are doing more staycations. They'd rather hop in their car, spend a couple hundred dollars on gas rather than, you know, thousands of dollars on airline tickets. The, the, my most concerning part and I've said it before, but my most concerning part is I don't think people care anymore. I don't think people they'll live on debt forever. Like they they after COVID and seeing everything like that, I think people are frustrated with 
you know, pumping, you know, having the inflation issues, and now we might see start seeing layoffs. People are just frustrated. I, don't, I think people will, will continue to rack up credit card debt, go on those vacations, like you said, for the next year or so. They'll keep on doing that because they don't want to pull back their lifestyle. But there comes a point in time where you have to. I mean, there comes a point in time when you are forced to cut back your lifestyle, and most of the times that happen when people when you start losing your job, right? I, I mean, I'm surprised the pro- that the airlines didn't cut because I think was it like Norwegian Air or Cruise Lines or or Carnival came out and they got smashed this week because of high costs, you know, lack of labor, fuel costs, food costs on the cruise and yeah. and they went down. None of the other cruise ships went down, so I don't know if their guidance was off or or what, but it's are are the are the airlines setting themselves up? I think you know when you talk about consumer confidence, like I I like to think of it two ways. There's consumer confidence and there's like job confidence. Like how much how much are you like, you know, comfortable saying that you're going to have your job over the next year? I think a lot of people think they're not going to lose their job. I think a lot of people think their job's stable. Yeah. Because I don't think a lot of companies are communicating internally what might be happening over the next year, next two years to the employees. And that's why they're continuing to spend money because they think they're going to have their paycheck six months, a year down the road. I, and a lot of people will, but mm-hmm. some people won't. And I think that won't that won't hit them until they do the day they do lose their job. Then they'll start cutting back. When when you have three point four percent unemployment, the lowest basically ever in history. Like, of course, the consumer is going to remain strong. But the the Federal Reserve's job right now is to break the labor market. That's what they're trying to do. I, I think it's going to be so hard because I just think that based on the the baby boomers retiring at a million dollars or a million a million people per year at a clip, and we don't have. The workforce coming in that mm-hmm. strong, yep. I don't know if we're ever going to have a labor short. I'm worried about that. And if that's what they're going to look at, I mean, inflation could be high for a long, long period of time. Inflation could be high, and then Fed funds rate could be upwards of six, six and a half percent. That's another thing. I, you know, wage growth is at four, inflation's at six and a half, and inflation's not going to go anywhere. You bring up a great point. It's not going to go anywhere until the re- the real rates are higher than inflation. We need mm-hmm. to start spreading the word and just tell people to stop spending money. Everyone just <laughs> needs to stop spending money and the issues would fix itself. Mm-hmm. Like if, we, if everyone just kind of stopped going out as much and kind of just pulled back for a couple months, inflation would naturally come down. We wouldn't have to break the labor market. But the problem is, I think I think we're in a scenario right now where it is a tough scenario because rates will have to go higher. The Fed's going to look at the labor market. Labor market won't break. Inflation is going to remain high. Mortgages, mortgage rates are going to go higher. The real estate sector is going to continue to fall because rates are going higher. But people will keep spending money on vacations, keep going out to eat, things like that, and keep inflation high in a lot of areas. Well, so tw- well, tw- 2023 is the Zabigala household of limiting expenses. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really trying. I'm really going to keep a close eye on this. Let's see how long it goes. You guys can ask me month to month. I'll let you know. (laughs) Real real quick. The only other thing I want to say with regards to consumer confidence and maybe like something that people aren't talking about is that because of all the liquidity pump in the system the past couple of years, a lot of the lower paying jobs, like the ones that are paying nine, ten bucks an hour now, or used to pay nine, ten bucks an hour, fifteen. They're now fifteen or twenty bucks an hour. Yeah. So when people you know, even though inflation's high, when you get a basically double pay increase when you're used to making thirty grand a year, now they're making fifty or sixty grand a year. Mm-hmm. Like people think they're able to go out and spend more money and they don't really account for that in their budget. No one writes down their budget. No one actually knows what's coming in and coming out. But a couple of years down the road you realize you're actually spending more money than you're bringing in. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that's a good point we're at now too, is the lower wages went up so much people thought their lifestyle increased a lot yep all right and target also announced that they're going to suspend uh stock buyback buybacks for a bit until their cash flow improves so that is a an excellent segue 
if I do say so myself, into discussing stock buybacks. The pros, the cons, do we think they're good? Do we think they're bad? Um, and what does Warren Buffett have to say about them? When I saw Warren <laughs> Buffett, he, he basically said, if you think stock buybacks are stupid, you're stupid. <laughs> it's, kind yeah. of what, it's, a, it's a general take of what I yep. read. But you know, right, reminded me of that old Bo Jackson commercial, like Bo don't know diddly. Well, Warren Buffett's telling investors they don't know diddly. Yeah. It's just a way for people that don't own anything in the equities or anything like that to kind of get angry at people who do own equities. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just another way that you, know, you don't... People don't look fully into what stockbacks really really are. Right. And at the end of the day, and I'll, we'll hit on this as we go through this conversation, but stock buybacks are, are the pure basically definition of what capitalism is supposed to be. Right. I'll get into that here in a little bit. I won't go on my full tangent yet. <laughs> but um, essentially what you're doing is you're buying – you're buying stock and returning money to the shareholders, and the shareholders then decide where they're going to allocate the capital. The only reason companies do share buybacks is because they don't think they can put that into another growth area to grow within their internal business. Right. They're- so that gives the decision back to the people that own the stock. Then if they're going to return that money and to buy, you know, put it back into the company, are they going to allocate that into their own pocket, put it back into the economy through spending? Are they going to allocate it to another stock? That's going to allow them to maybe uh, you know innovate and do some other things. So it really returns capital to everybody, which is pure capitalism. I hundred percent agree. You know, I, I I just show I feel that it's always shown confidence to the st- the stock owners that the company has confidence in their company to buy more shares. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. but that in turn then bumps up the earnings per share. That you know, some say it might manipulate the price and stuff, but. And actually buying share, the, you know, this company buying shares is actually more tax efficient to the stock owner than maybe increasing their dividend because yep. your dividend's taxed. Mm-hmm. You don't get taxed if the, you know, there's, they buy their own stock, yep. right? Until but, they sell the position, yeah. But I was talking to one of, the, one of our CFAs um, and he goes, the weird thing with stock buybacks is companies historically do it opposite. So when the the stock is historically high or the market's high is when they buy the, mm-hmm. st- the stocks and like COVID lows, they weren't even going to even think about touching anything. Right. So like they, they have this behavioral finance <laughs> problem <laughs> of buying their own stock. And, and see the, the reason though, I, I will, the exact reason I kind of highlighted, I think goes hand in hand with the point you just made, Tony, when things aren't going well, companies can innovate and they can do internally mm-hmm. allocate that money that if they're doing $10 billion stock buyback, they'd allocate that $10 billion to hire more people and then down market to be more productive, to research and development, to, to grow their business. When things aren't going too well, they're like, well, there's not much incentive for me to allocate these new, these resources, you know, to innovate because everything's expensive. Everything's kind of rock and rolling already. The stock's already doing well. I don't know what to do with it, so I'm going to buy back my stock now and return it to the shareholders, which then can then decide what's going to go on. So that goes hand in hand, I think, to with what I was just saying. Yeah. Um, you know, but on the other side of the sword, you know, people are going to sit there and say, well, you know, well, you could save jobs by not buying back. You know, you could you can put that money towards keeping your your human resources or invest the money. Well, I mean, what if there what if there's nothing to invest in right now? Yeah. Or you know, I, I want to buy a billion dollars and I have a, you know, uh, one and a half billion dollars of cash. Well, I'm going to what am I going to do with that other money? It's like sit on it mm-hmm. while it earns, you know, yeah. low, low, low single digit interest. OK, you know, dilutes the war chest. I could see that, you know, as as we spend as the company spends cash, if, if things do go south, you know, they're going to have to turn to sell their stock to 
create capital. Well, it's like, um, you know, we talk about personal, we need three to six months of emergency savings. Like companies are operating very similarly in that fashion, right? They companies should. shouldn't, I don't know the number, it's probably not three to six months, it's a couple of years probably of cash reserves just in case something went wrong, right? But once you get past, like look at Apple, look how much cash they had. Like once you rack up so much cash, like you got to do something with it. You right. either buy out a new firm, you allocate that to R&D, or you buy back your stock or give dividends. Like. Mm-hmm. Is that why? <laughs> is that why Dr. Dre got paid like three billion dollars for Beats because they just had a almost a trillion dollars and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, we'll just buy these headphones. Yeah, they <laughs> should have bought. Te- they got they, you know Elon Musk wanted to sell them Tesla like a twenty billion dollars and they messed that one up. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that, yeah, I remember that. So I, at the end mm-hmm. of the day, I feel that stock buybacks is 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 good for the stock market, the the, the particular stock, and because it just it. I think the pros outweigh the cons, in my opinion. For sure, yeah. But, you know, DC just giving us uh, yet another thing to argue about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it helps. I mean, I can go down the whole path. It helps pension funds. Yeah. It helps, it helps 401ks. Like, it, people that don't realize, like, middle-class America, everyone says, you know, the top, you know, couple percent own majority of the stocks. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's fair. That's true point. But that'll also be that being said, middle-class America is retiring on pensions, 401ks. They yep. also own stocks. And most people forget that, too. Yep. One hundred percent. All right. Well, let's wrap things up here with um, with our boy Mayor Pete. Um, Your boy <laughs> coming. You know, yeah. We we try we try not to get into as much politics these days. Try to keep it a little bit more to you know the market and what we see and all that good stuff. Um, this was just too good, but <laughs> it's too good to pass. You on. know. Can you even name another transportation secretary? The fact that we're talking about this guy so much as the transportation secretary seems to be the first problem. <laughs> well, the first I, problem is we talk politics in general. Yeah. That's the first problem. <clears throat> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, May, I, we're going to cancel Mayor Pete. Well, nah. they want to. I don't I don't think I want to, but I, I don't really care. Because, again, these are the transportation I don't want to cancel anybody because I don't want to go to the woke crowd and cancel yeah. anybody. Yeah. But what is who is being canceled right now is Mayor Pete, whether right. we like it or not. Really, his uh, his airplane, right? So he's 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 supposed to be, you know, the whole administration that seems to only really care about, you know, two things, um, you know, the environment and reducing emissions, and you know, equity. <laughs> that seems to be all all they talk about. Um, but it's very strange for the transportation secretary uh, to be taking so many private jet trips <laughs> around the world um, when he doesn't really seem to have that big of a job to do and the one time that everyone wanted him to come up um actually you know 50 miles away from here uh over to youngstown or um yeah east palestine palestine Palestine, yeah so um he finally came up only a couple days after uh donald trump came up so what do you think, Tone? I know you got some numbers to to support Mayor Pete here, so let's hear. The first him. thing I saw in this, this this when I saw this come across, I'm like, first my mind went directly to Ric Flair. You talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! Right, he's none of those things, but. 
Um, that's where my head <laughs> went immediately. But anyway, can you explain there, why? <laughs> like, why did your head go there? Because that's what Ric Flair is. Man, he's, he's a wheeling, the, dealing, limousine you know, riding, yeah. jet flying. Like, man, dude, it, it, culture, it, baby, well, Mr. Mr. Perfect. Wait, hold on, I mean, there's <laughs> like you don't some, even watch. You don't even. I, I, there there were no some clue. videos circulating from this podcast when we're talking about topics yesterday. And I, you got never watch, heard of get, Mr. Go, Perfect. Go, 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 watch some like '90s wrestling, WWF, mm. and, and come back next week and let me know what you. Which was that does WWF before WWE? Yes, yes. Sure. That was mm-hmm. a, that was a cancellation before cancel was a yeah, real thing. It was thing. true. Yeah, World so Wildlife WWF Federation. was uh, World World Wildlife Federation. Wildlife Federation. Yeah. Well, after yeah. I'll have to do. And some they research. had to drop the name somehow, some way. It was like a seven, eight year long legal battle. Yeah, and they finally lost. Got to save those pandas. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, forty grand was spent on private jets, and I think the math came down to like there was eighteen trips. So let's just, for simple math, call it $2,000 a trip. Yep. Mayor Pete is not the only person on this plane, I would imagine. <laughs> so if there's at least four people, that's $500 a person. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to do the bipartisan take here. I'm not going <laughs> to beat on him because he's, you know, part of Biden's whatever. But, like, math math makes sense to me. I mean, he's spending about – again, I'm assuming there's four, at least four people on the plane. That's $500 a person. You know, Youngstown, East Palestine, like – have you, those are regional airports. Have you ever tried? To, have you tried flying commercially just to Chicago or mm-hmm. New York? It is a disaster. Can you imagine dry, like trying to travel to something to a regional airport these days? Mm-hmm. Like little yeah. long time, but the money and the connections, like it's just wasted time. And I know Mayor Pete's probably super busy, but I mean, <laughs> but t- time is time. He didn't work the first eight months that he was on the job. I, I, it's <laughs> literally just, no work. I, I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking I'm like $500 a person to fly in and out of a, a, a small regional airplane or airport to save time. I mean, you can barely get, you can barely get commercial prices. Right. Price. Right. I mean, but I don't understand how you how are you like flying private for two grand yeah, to drive question. to Chicago from like, Cleveland. Aren't, aren't they just? Lying I don't to believe us these num- numbers. I don't believe these numbers. That's one. That's where I'm at. I don't what, believe this higher. I don't believe it's forty grand for. That seemed really trips. low to me. I, I mean, I, I just know like from my our research, like on Wheels Up and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like you, I mean, it's like ten grand a trip. They, they said there they had a private plane. Like there's a, a obviously a couple government private planes but this particular plane is for like the department of transportation Mm -hmm. and it's used for particular people so i don't know i mean it makes sense that he would get on on the plane since it's department of transportation maybe that was the cost yeah so so it was the mm -hmm. cost to him i mean the the math if it's 40 grand and 18 trips like move on like this is a big waste of time for (laughs) a lot of people because um, what about there the five hundred billion five... in Ukraine? Like forty grand is nothing compared to the five hundred <laughs> right. billion in Ukraine. Well, the, saying, how right? about the five um, Pentagon audits that have failed? You know, we're spending eight hundred billion dollars on on our you know our war machine, yep. and they can't account for half of the assets. So. Mm-hmm. All right, is that is, maybe that's for our protection, <laughs> and so that like when you know when China and you know, Russia do pony up like, like, oh, here, I actually had a big, big war machine ready for you guys. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know if that's like just needs to be confidential or what, but, you know, th- we're missing $400 billion <laughs> through the government. That does seem like a bigger it problem. Seems like a big, it that. seems like a big problem, but <laughs> I'll just look at the other way. And then you read some other things, and it's, is this just a big smokescreen for President Biden not going to this? Well, this is the problem with today's just, just you know, psychology or today's world is – 
you know, people will find anything and everything to complain about. Yeah. Yeah. Like at That's, the end of the day, like this is not not something we should be paying attention. If it was like five hundred grand on eighteen trips, it'd be a little different. But mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, like just just by picking the fact that he's actually doing his job now, which is what we kind of wanted in the first place. We wanted him to show up in some of these places. We want, you know, from a time standpoint, like he isn't just taking care of one place. He's taking care of the whole country. He's got to be places, especially if he's influencing decisions that ultimately is going to hopefully make our lives better. And that's the goal is to make our lives better. Is Mayor Pete making our lives better? I don't know at this point. Like I probably not like from a lot of things that I've, I've heard, but you know, that's the end goal is why they're in power in the first place. And they're spending 40 grand to get places and influencing decisions that's going to turn millions of dollars to help out the average person and it's worth it in the end right yeah, i mean it's like a business east palestine seems like a very big you know uh problem because of all the pollutants and everything but that's one city i mean we're the united states i mean is there anything else going on that you know also needs his attention yeah, yeah i know this is a big environmental problem but I mean, I don't know what I don't I don't know what the yeah I mean our, I don't know our what he does infrastructure is falling apart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he seems to have done you know nothing to address that. That's probably the bigger issue too. But yeah, I think you're right, Luke. Um, that's that's just today's uh, mindset is just to tear people down as soon as you can as soon as you can do it right. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so yeah, you know I don't I don't really care if Mayor Pete um, flies private if it if it makes sense. Um, which is kind of what they alluded to in, in their statement that they only did it when it, when it made sense. Um, but we really need to come together to solve a lot of these issues, <laughs> you know, um, living in Ohio and being so close to that, that accident, um, doesn't seem like the government as a whole has their best interest in mind. Yep. Just, Hey, these people need help. It's as simple as that. Um, so so yeah, you know, we'll we'll always find ways to to make fun of the politicians that we don't like. <laughs> but um, um as 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 the government given any money to No, they just said nothing. they denied. They're denied. They mm-hmm. asked for it, but they said no. Hmm. That was the same day they sent another five billion to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Right. That's crazy, man. Yeah. All right. Well, good show this week, boys. Any uh final comments? Yeah, Mayor Pete wearing lizard shoes, man. Gator <laughs> shoes? I don't know. That's, that's where my mind went. You got the $500, $500 Italian shoes like Ric Flair? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening this week, uh, folks. If you have any questions, comments, please email us at info at swpconnected.com, and we'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed in the podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any investment, legal, financial, or tax strategy. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. Please consult a qualified professional about your individual needs.